This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Playoffs? <laughs> talking about playoffs? Yes. We are the, talking. The uh, clip that will never go away. It's legendary. It's perfect. It it's is perfect. perfect. And this is Inside Black and Gold. I mean, yes. We are going to talk about playoffs, but we're only going to talk about them for a couple minutes because it's actually, re- you know, I, I tweeted this. Don't confuse simple with likely, but what you can say about the Saints' path to the playoffs is it is actually very simple. <laughs> we don't have to say like, oh, if they if this team wins and this team loses and they win the tiebreaker over them and it's a five way tiebreaker and then it's just no, it's just four games total that you have to work that you have to consider. Uh, in general, and so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna say explain exactly what the Saints need to have happen to a, either win the NFC South or win a wild card, both of which are still on the table. And then you know when we're done with that, I want to tell you who has the worst uh, press box food in the NFL. <laughs> so we're gonna do that. But okay, so first things first, the Saints needed to win in Week 17 to retain any hope of making the postseason. They Check. did that. That keeps them alive in the NFC South race, and. It keeps them alive in the wild card race because the other thing they needed to have happen was they needed one or both of the Rams and or Seahawks to lose a game. Thank you, Pittsburgh. Now, the Rams tried their best. They, they got taken to the brink by the Giants. It was a one-point game. The Giants had a chance at a 54-yard field goal, and they did not hit it. Uh, Mason Crosby, you know, maybe three years ago, hits that kick. <laughs> this is not the year Mason Crosby hits that kick. Graham Gano probably hits that kick. He's on IR. Heck, Randy Bullock hit a longer kick against the Giants. He's on IR. Cade York, we know he's got a leg. He's on IR. Uh, so they went with Mason Crosby and they didn't make it. So the Rams have basically secured themselves a playoff spot. 
And so this everything came down to the Seahawks in terms of the wild card. The Seahawks lost to the Steelers. So that keeps things alive for another week in the wild card. But first, let's talk about the NFC South. So the Saints are eight and eight. The Bucks are eight and eight. The Falcons are seven and nine. All three teams can actually still win the division, which is kind of crazy. I can't remember the last time you got to week 18 with three teams in contention to win the division title, but they are. So the Bucks win the tiebreaker against the Saints. So if the Bucks win against the Panthers in Atlanta, I'm sorry, in Carolina, they win the division. It's over. That's the end of it. Because no matter what the Saints do, they will not win the tiebreaker over the Bucks if they're both nine and eight. But if the Saints beat the Falcons and the Bucks lose to the Panthers, the Saints will be nine and eight. The Bucks will be eight and nine. And the Saints say, yay, rah, rah, everything we ever dreamed of has come true. Um, hang a banner, division champs. They will hang a banner. <laughs> and, and it will be right next to all the other banners. There won't be a there won't be an asterisk saying this season sucked. Don't Hell be no, right. <laughs> and so that's I mean, you know, what makes it unlikely is that the Panthers have won two games all season and they're terrible. But if the Bucks team we saw in week 17 shows up in Carolina in week 18. I think the Panthers might have a chance. The Falcons would also get in if they win and the Bucks lose because all three teams would be eight and nine and the Falcons would actually win that three-way tiebreaker. So, you know, the 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 Fox, the Fox, the Falcons losing to the Bears, even they got blown out by the Bears, didn't actually matter. Like that game actually didn't matter in terms of their playoff hopes because no matter what happened, they would have had to beat the Saints to get in. So, yeah, but he's happy too, Jeff, that we're not looking at a, t- a Carolina squad going, well, we're, we're going to tank this game because we got to keep our, you know, our, our first round pick status that we don't have to worry about that at all because we know the Bears own it and they don't give a damn about that. And it's even locked up anyway that Chicago's got the number one overall pick. Right, that's what I was about to say. Even if the Panthers did own that pick. Right. It's number one. They will not change because they Can't have a two game cushion on uh, the next closest team, which I think there's a couple teams at, at four wins. But yeah, that's that's kind of funny. So so yeah, like that's the scenario that you can look at and say, well, at least they will give a representative effort. Not like I've talked about this, the Eagles in 2020 pulled Jalen Hurts at halftime because they wanted to lose that game and protect like whatever pick it was. I can't recall, but it would have changed had they won. Um, you won't see that. You know, this is a team that's going to try to win um, because you, you that's, you're a football team. You're not going to go out there and try to lose. The question is whether they can win, right? And I think, you know, if if there was – division games are weird, right? Like, you saw the Falcons lose to the Panthers. This is a good Panthers defense, and they've actually gotten pieces back as the season has gone on. You know, obviously the game in in Jacksonville, yeah. But, you know, they're going to play a little better at home, right? It's easier to play at home. It's the finale. It's just you just kind of leave it all on the field. And you look back at the game in in Tampa a few weeks back, right? It came down to the Panthers had the ball at their own 40 with a little over two minutes left. They were down by three, right? I mean, they had a chance to go win that game. And the the Bryce Young threw an interception, the Bucs won. But it wasn't exactly a blowout. And this was in Tampa, right? So, you know, like, while I'm not going to tell you to bet on it, I keep hearing, like, there's no way that the Panthers beat the Bucs. 
disagree totally like, right. I mean, it's not likely, but this idea that it's like you don't even it's, we don't even need to watch it. Come on, like there, there's a chance. Um, I'm honestly more worried about the Saints beating the Falcons because if they don't beat the Falcons, it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter, right? <laughs> um, yeah, like that's uh, the, there's a chance, right? And I'd like to think that the Panthers will be motivated. I just think I think as a team, it's like you can get yourself up to ruin someone's day. Yes, exactly. Right. Right. Like, and, and I think like the ability, like just the ability to say like, we can piss that team off so bad and we can make a statement that, that our former quarterback kind of sucks and we were right to let him go. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. They, they know, they know Baker firsthand, obviously there. They do. They do. And they practiced against him. Right. So uh, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, we can go on from there, but you know the the nice thing is so these those two games are at noon, so they'll right. be happening simultaneously. So be scoreboard watching a lot. Be scoreboard watching. You know it, it's going to be frustrating because there isn't really a a well seen scoreboard in the Superdome. Like like in Tampa, they have a board throughout the entire game that's just flashing between the scores and like showing like where the plays are. And you know in in the Superdome, it's like they'll show it, but it's not easy to see. Like. So I'll I'll have to be you know checking that on my phone, which won't work. Um, I was gonna say, don't worry, that great Superdome internet will help you out. I'll have to keep asking Robert, like, oh, what's the score? Um, but yeah, so that's that one. So if that goes well, if the Saints win and the Bucks lose, then the afternoon games don't matter. You've won your division. You're the four seed, and you host a playoff game. Hosting, now, that's amazing. You know, it is. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, and you probably host the Eagles. <laughs> a team that can't beat the Cardinals. And da- so what's funny is Cardinals beat Dallas and Philly this year. Unbelievable. Yeah. They have some pelts. And Joshua Dobbs was the quarterback in that, that other game. Uh, yeah. Wild season. So the, the afternoon window, right? You're looking yeah. at the Seahawks at the Cardinals and the Packers at the Bears. So if the Saints win and the Bucks win, the Bucks win the division – but all is not lost because there is still a route to the wild card, which again, like the, I've seen these scenarios, you know, like, Oh, if this team loses to this team and that team wins and that team, it's like, this is pretty straightforward. The saints need to finish one game better than both of those teams. So the saints need the Seahawks to lose to the Cardinals and they need the Packers to lose to the bears. Now the Packers will be favorites in that game, but the Bears are playing pretty good football right now, if you haven't noticed. I mean, they beat up on the Falcons uh, on Sunday. Justin Fields is playing well, and I think he might be playing for his job because this is a team with the number one overall pick. Yeah, they're in an odd situation. It's like, what are they going to do? Stick with Fields or do you draft a QB? Right. And so, like, they're not going to be worried about where their place is. And even if they do want to draft a QB, they want to showcase Justin Fields, right? Right. Because so if, if they draft a quarterback, they're probably going to want to trade Justin. So, you know, I think I think you're going to get a full effort out of the Bears. Again, that's the other factor of like, are they going to play hard? I think they're going to play hard. Can they win? Yeah, I think they can. It's a division game. They got to go to Green Bay. But, you know, I, I feel like there's a chance there. It's not a it's not a walkover. Again, it's not going to be a team that's tanking. The one I am concerned about is Arizona because they beat Philadelphia. So they already got that feel good late season win that kind of is going to send you into the postseason 
with like, hey, okay, we we've shown that we're better than our record is. They have Kyler Murray. He's playing. Do they bench him? Do they sit him down? That's what I'm wondering about because you don't want to get Kyler Murray hurt in a game that doesn't matter, and you because you don't want to go into next season dealing with the same shit you went into this season. And you look at it, and the the Cardinals are one of three teams sitting at four and twelve, and there are three more teams sitting at five and eleven. So if the Cardinals lose this game, their pick will be no worse than fourth, and could be as high as two if the other teams win. If they win this game, their pick is at best fourth, and at and could be as low as seven. If they win and the other three teams at five and eleven lose because their strength of schedule is better or, or worse, I, I don't know. They would end up on the wrong side of that tiebreaker. So yeah. that's math that you know I've seen teams tank for less than that. It's not a dissimilar situation to where the Eagles were. So I worry that you're going to get to halftime of that game and they're going to be like, "Yeah, we're eh. going to protect Kyler. We're going to get him out." And you end up losing that game because I don't know who's Colt McCoy. Who is their backup? I'm not, I'm not even sure. Um, I will say, man, Kyler ripped apart the Eagles. I was right. I couldn't believe it. Right. And so I worry that that's your, that is your statement game. And you're going to be like, nah, we're going to, you know, that's my only, like, I'm not worried about the Panthers doing that. I'm not worried about the bears doing that. I am worried about the Cardinals doing that. Right. Yeah. And so I, I definitely see that. And Clayton again, the backup over there. Who? Clayton Toon is the backup quarterback. Yeah, Bob, not, Bobby Abear's like, uh, oh, yeah, I think married him, right? married to his cousin or some something like that. But it definitely some kind of relation there. He's not still, blood. Yeah, but yeah. So anyway, like the Saints would need to beat the Falcons, and if they get to that in the afternoon window, they would need the Seahawks to lose and the Packers to lose. And if that happens, you get to the wild card. Again, these are low percentage plays, but they exist, and they're not. Super convoluted. So I think, you know, it is what it is. All you get, all you can do is go beat the Falcons and hope for the best. Yeah, we had a great fan call in uh, during the postgame so- show saying Saints fans should actually go to Carolina to root for the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be pretty funny. Right. If there was just a ton of Saints fans scattered around at right. Bank of America Stadium, right? <laughs> a game that's probably going to be a pretty cheap ticket. I know, I know someone who could tell us the secondary market on those prices. Yeah, you probably could. Is he the one who called in and said that's what they should do? No, no. no. Speaking of Bank of America Stadium, did you know it comes in at number eight overall on my press box food rankings? How many, how many um, stadiums Ten. are on the list? Ten, because we went to SoFi twice. All right, so that means Carolina's down there. Carolina is eight out of ten. Right. I'll give you... I'll give you the the middle. So, uh, number four is Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They always have some nice stuff, like they have a meat carving station, they have a soft serve ice cream machine. I, I give you extra points if you do interesting shit. Now, you go down the list: Houston, NRG Stadium, solid, not great, middle of the road. You know they have some interesting snack options, but but nothing fantastic. You've been to Houston, yes. Yeah, you know, I would say very middling, so I agree with there. It's good, but it's kind of it's kind of boring. Right. I keep going down. Tampa, number six. You know, I don't think that their food was particularly good. 
Um, they have the smallest media workroom, which is where you get kind of your mid-game snacks. They have the smallest media workroom I've ever seen. It's a closet. I, I couldn't even sit down in there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I know the visiting locker room is abysmal. It's I'm, I'm sure it's still terrible. Yeah, I, I was in there. It wasn't that bad. Um, but that's only because I've been to SoFi twice. <laughs> and that is the it was you could tell me a high school hockey team is in there and I believe really it. okay yeah I've not it's a so five million dollar stadium and it's like <laughs> you know like little metal mesh lockers that you had in high school you know like they have the holes in them that's what they're that like literally that's the that's the visiting locker room in this five oh, billion Lord. dollar stadium it's embarrassing anyway but but like Tam- so Tampa would be further down on this list but and this is important to me they serve breakfast and. I have a soft spot for breakfast. And so if you're going to give me eggs and, and sausage and, and, and shit before a noon game, I'm all for it because I get very tired of having like Salisbury steak at, before a noon kickoff. It's This is a yeah, one right. kickoff. But either way, I give them credit for that. So they move up on my list because of that alone. And the food wasn't terrible. It was, it was good. There's some good options. Yeah, I'm surprised they're actually that low. Usually Tampa's kind of higher on folks' lists. Tampa's fine. I, I just it didn't it didn't blow me away, right? Okay. And again, there's only ten of these stadiums. There's twenty other stadiums. <laughs> they could all rank lower. The next one, Minnesota, just not memorable to me. Like kind of just bland, boring. Um, kind of like Vikings fans. Yeah, to me, I remember more of the stadium itself, the layout, um, more nice. the, the food that they serve, kind of thing. And again, it's like so that's seventh, kind of, yeah, like. Carolina is next. They're eighth. And it's, it's I, you know, I, I kind of feel bad because I just don't remember it very well. And that's part of the reason I'm downgrading right, leave that impression for sure. Well, it was in week two. So, so long ago that I just don't really remember it, but it wasn't memorable. So that makes it low. Maybe right. next year when I go, I'll, I'll, I'll feel differently. It was also a night game. So you get a slightly different menu for the night games. <laughs> Ninth, SoFi. That's ridiculous. Embarrassing. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, I have not been, but obviously the money you spent on that stadium to be not, you know, your media dining should be a hell of a lot better for that. Yeah. So SoFi is kind of funny because, you know, it's one of the stadiums where the the broadcast area is separate from the press box area. Right. So I, I'm speaking from the broadcast area. I don't know exactly what they serve in the press box, but it's like 90% prepackaged. Like... You get like a sandwich in shrink wrap and right. and and stuff like that. Like it, like the nice thing and the reason it's ninth instead of tenth is because they do have decent prepackaged stuff. Like I can grab you know like cold brew coffees and stuff out of the vending machine or the like the fridge. Yeah, and that puts it above the number ten team on the list, which I will keep secret for now. And like they, and you can get like bags boxes of M and M's and stuff like that. Like that. Right. That helps. That, but no, like, that's I not that food. too. That boosts me up that I can throw in my bag and when head to the sideline. But again, like you just bought that. That doesn't right. mean it's good. Like you, you bought me M&Ms. You're trying to, trying to butter me up. Like, nah. nah. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to go back up to the top. So number three on my list. And I was surprised by this, but it's Fox, bro. It's New England. Okay. 
And part of it is because I'm from I'm from New England, right? And I'm and I'm partial to a good good clam chowder. And it was kind of a cold day. And I mean, oh, that clam chowder Hit slapped, man. It's slapped. And again, it's another one of those stadiums where the broadcast area is, you know, like it's in a different area from the press box. So again, I don't know what was in the press box, but if there was anything like what we had in the broadcast area, money. Uh, and it's like, I, I just, I love me some clam chowder and it was, it was hot. It was good. It got me, got me ready, but that that's number three. Have you been yeah. there? Uh, I got to go to Foxborough and I thought, yeah, the, the media layout. I, I remember this was during training camp that we were there for the preseason and I, I remember they had warm brownie with ice cream for the media. And you won me over right there. And I was like, I lo- thank you. <laughs> the mid game. So every, every, you know, when you're on the field, there's a media worker when they'll have a mid game kind of meal in there. They had like, like fresh pizza. Wow. And I was like, this is fantastic. This is so great. Anyway. Yeah, I remember chicken sandwiches, even burgers. They, they really did well for the media. And they even uh, the drink selection, they even had a Keurig available for you to make your own, you know, fresh cup of coffee individual. Nice. Yeah. So that's number three. Uh, I wasn't expecting it. I really wasn't. But it was good. Um, now, number two, and this was a tough one for me. Number two, because I really like it. And this is another example of the breakfast putting it up is Lucas Oil, Indianapolis. Never been very, very good. And okay. they had legit breakfast options. They had a make your or they had a a breakfast burrito bar. Where oh, I like, like that you know, already. have an omelet bar. They had a it's breakfast like burrito bar. So, yeah, you got you had me at breakfast burrito bar. Yeah, for um, sure. Very good, and it was good breakfast, like like crispy bacon. Man, ugh, like still thinking about it. Yeah, you load up on that. You're good for the game, man. Yeah. Plus, it's a kind of a cool stadium. You know, it's like a warehouse. Um, a factory. Um, so we got two left. We got two left. Number one and number 10. Number one and number 10. Have you disagreed with any of mine so far? No, it's uh, everything has sounded great. I was a little surprised, like I said, about Tampa being so low because so many people have it up there because of the carving stations. Yeah. I mean, I have it middle. I mean, I have it in the middle. It's right. not like it's 10th. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if it's between them and New- I put them similar to Atlanta and Atlanta yeah, just agree. has them beat. And I think Houston also has them beat. I could flip. I could probably flip Tampa and Houston, but it's five and six, right? Right in the middle. Right. So number one, Lambo. Oh, I had a fantastic time there for sure. It's just like you, they didn't even serve me breakfast, but it was just, you have so many distinct, like you just get a brat and exactly. you, know, it's, you got it's to good. It's just good. And the wet and it's cold. You know, it's like even on October, whenever we were up there, it's like, it's kind of like kind of frigid, so you get that nice warm, uh, warm brat. Yeah, my and, biggest uh, mistake there was I was a piggy and I had two brats, so my stomach was like, "Oh God, yeah. I shouldn't have had that." Yeah, second you gotta one. be careful. You gotta be careful. <laughs> right? um, but no, Lambo, Lambo is cool. The only the only thing that's annoying about Lambo is there's only one entrance in and out of the stadium, so you gotta walk all the way around. <laughs> and I also got caught in a kicking net there, but that's, that's <laughs> not not to do with the press box. So that's number one, number one on my list. Only one left. You might have Gee. guessed. The Number one we're 10, at the most. The worst, the worst press box media layout for food in the NFL. And I've only been to 10 stadiums, but I'm prepared to say it's the worst in the NFL. <laughs> the Caesars Superdome. It's terrible. And and I don't, it's like, I hope they're listening. No, there's no way anyone from the Saints is listening 90 minutes into a podcast. But I man. hope somebody's listening from the Superdome 
you like commission or whatever. The more stadiums I go to, the more egregious it is how how just sad the press box food is. And I don't think the food in the stadium is particularly mind-blowing either. And the same could be said in the Smoothie King Center across the street. I think it's Center Plate that does the food. And they're renovating. It's supposed to improve the meal service in terms of you're going to be able to get food from one place to another a lot easier. But like it's it's kind of it's basically like a high school lunch. Like that's the type of dining you're getting. Slop on a plate. That's how I describe it for sure. Yeah. Like every other every so there's nine other stadiums on this list and every single other one you're you there's an entire spread to pick from. You also have a dining area. Do I want nachos? Do I want to skip this meal and get soft serve ice cream? Do I want to go to the carving (laughs) station? Do I want to go to the breakfast burrito bar? Literally, the media, the the meal service in the in the Caesar Superdome press box is like four heated things. With like, oh, would you like baked beans? (laughs) (laughs) Would you like some collard greens? Yeah. Would you like some peach cobbler at 10 a.m.? I don't. I skip that. Um, the salad, too. There's a little salad thing. Big bowl. But, you know, it's... I don't no, know how it, they go They go around. And I'm, and I'm being very pretentious. And I'm sure everyone's already turned this off by now. But I don't know how the Saints go to other stadiums and are like... Not like... We need to step our... Like, I would be embarrassed. We're New Orleans for crying out loud. Yeah, like the, the, no, like I, the I guarantee thing. you take a poll of all the media members, Jeff, and everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, Superdome sucks. Well, that's what like I was I was just about to say, like, I, I would I would be stunned if any opposing media opposing team looks forward to that. Like right, maybe visiting the city to check out stuff, but yeah, not the food in the dome for sure. Not like it's the only stadium, and I go there a lot. That I just or even the access to the freaking the press box because hey, you got to jump on with fans because there's only that elevator. Yeah, that's another thing. That's, that's a, so annoying. That's a whole other issue. But uh, no, I, I just I, I'm I'm continually disappointed in the food that I can get at the Superdome, and that's not just in the press box, like. I've never been particularly impressed with the food in general. And it's like, it's for, for, for New Orleans, you got to do better than that. Like even when I go to the Smoothie King Center, the only thing I can get that I like is crispy, crunchy chicken. You know, way, way back before they moved the press box and it was in the mezzanine middle area, there was a little small dining par and for morning, those noon kickoffs, they did have a create an omelet station. Sadly, that is not the case anymore. That it used to be great. It really did. And and that little part of it for me, you know, I'm with you. It's like I want to fuel up on eggs, bacon, sausage in the morning before that noon kickoff. And they they had that there. And just when they moved it all the way up to the top of the roof, there's that, you know, the chow line where the slop comes on. And yeah, no more creating omelet, unfortunately. Yeah. I just, I just I'd like an option that isn't mystery meat and peas. Oh yeah, and and the cookies wrapped in cellophane too. Yeah, the cookies are fine. <laughs> uh, I can't complain about the cookies. And there's also nothing post game. Right. Try and um, find a water or Gatorade. Good luck. Anyway, so now now everyone's had that. Now that everyone has unsubscribed from this podcast, prima uh, donna media can... members complaining about free food. <laughs> yeah, you you know. But uh, so this is my list for this year, and uh, you know, assuming I do this job again next year, I'll. I'll update it with we'll the see other. If the Dome can what? step it up for our next year rankings. 
Yeah, it was still a year. Yeah, I mean, so they'll have uh, they'll have finished the renovation by then, I believe. Right. So maybe, maybe if you're listening Things to look to this, forward to. If if center plate, is that you? Wonder, wonder if we should ask Dennis Allen about that. Oh yeah, I think I think he might he might just say get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> um, keep waiting for that. Hasn't happened yet. One but all day. right. That is the end. That's the end of this podcast. This has been Inside Black and Gold. This is our New Year's Day edition, hence why it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, the Saints won. The Saints have a chance to go win a game in week 18. Like I said, I'm gonna talk about the offseason when the offseason gets here. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you, oh, this has to happen. This guy has to get fired, this guy's to get cut, this guy's to get signed. I'm not. I'm no, gonna talk about this week. Right I'm now, gonna talk sure. about I'm gonna talk about this game because that's all we got right right let's go beat the dirty one bird week, man one week to go let's just i i i only say this and i'm, I'm not going to harp on this but like i hope that the atmosphere in the superdome is reflective of a like because it wasn't in tampa it was not that this stadium did not feel like a team that was playing to to win the division fake fans and I, and i hope that i hope that the superdome energy is is there and i think it will be i have a feeling it will be um so i'm looking forward to that but all right that's it yeah anything else steve happy new year hoodats and yeah let's get a win against atlanta and we'll see how it all shakes out as the team says we can only only control what we can control so let's go saints let's go saints who that easy y'all